live from Los Angeles, California. This is Cousin Showtime. So you might be wondering where the original host is. Um, there's been sort of a coup or a takeover, and uh, I'm willing to turn power back over to the next host under certain conditions. Number one, the Lakers are the greatest franchise in sports. Number two, the Lakers are the greatest organization in human history. And lastly, Showtime is the greatest thing that has ever existed. In addition to these conditions, I'd also like to propose a name change or the possibility of changing the name of the show. This is where I'd like to get some fan interaction. So first, maybe we could vote on whether there should be a name change. And after that, maybe we can narrow it down to kind of a list of candidates or just a few names uh, to use as maybe, you know, for like an election or people can vote and we'll uh, change the name. But for now, uh, maybe the show will be known as the guy with the podcast or the person with a podcast. So again, I am Cousin Showtime and... Um, you can think of me as kind of the alternate ego of the original host or what, um, you know, what the host would be like if he was a Laker fan or if that person uh, was a Laker fan. Or, you know, maybe he's the Clipper version of me. You could think of it that way. But again, I am Cousin Showtime. And uh, let's see if we have any uh, possible hosts or people who maybe want to retake their position under the conditions that I've laid out. Are you done? Um, I guess I'm done at this point. So, welcome to the show. That was Cousin Showtime's little spiel. And just remember to subscribe on YouTube as well as on Apple Podcasts. And of course to follow us on Spotify and Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. So, here we are with my very own cousin or uncle. Whatever you want to call it. Um, a huge Laker fan, obviously, as you can see from the decor. So, how does it feel to... By the way, the name change is likely not happening. And I encourage you guys... Actually, you know what? You guys can do what you feel. Yeah, let's make it democratic. At least let your... You know, for interaction purposes. If they want to say, look, let's just keep the name, we'll keep the name. But let's at least put it out there. Come on. Put yourself out on the line. It's just such a perfect name for me. Oh, oh I was, let me actually, thank you for reminding me, because I was actually, you know, I wanted, the whole point of this name change is this. So, a dime, I know what a dropping a dime is, right, in the basketball sense. Um, but a dime dropper in the past was known as a snitch or someone who would drop a dime to snitch on you. So, how about this? Clip dropper. You drop clip and... <laughs> You know, a it's reference coming. to something else, right? Yeah, I just don't want to be... There's, no, that's just one of the candidates. So see, I'm saying let's build up a list of candidates. If the if the original name is the true champion of your podcast show, then we'll keep it. I bet you it's Let's gonna, make it democratic. It's going to be a bunch of Laker fans suggesting ridiculous names about the Lakers being better than the No, Clippers. but okay, like you're, you're in control, so it'll be up to your discretion. That's but true. can we at least have a democratic process sure. for opinion-raising purposes or to raise... Uh, get some type of, uh, you know, sense of what people want. All right. Let's drop the name suggestions, I guess. Public opinion. So let's talk about the recent championship. So how does it feel? It's been 10 years. That's the last time it was 12 years, the drought. How does it feel, especially with everything that's gone on this year, the championship? I mean, obviously it feels great. That's an obvious question. So that's it. What do, you, do you want me to elaborate on that? Look, as for, for you know, people who support the Lakers... It's almost like we're just trying, uh, Laker fans are just trying to get as much as the Celtics. So it's almost like this process of getting that 17th championship. So it, it was a question of when, and now it's happening. It feels as though a lot of these, I'm actually, I really like that you're not on social media because it seems. Wait, first of all, I am on social media, but go on. On what? Facebook? But yeah, let's just, we'll talk about okay, this. Well, let's just keep like, it. You're not on like all these Twitter, Make Instagram. Make their point, please. You don't, you. you don't see all the little trolls and all the ridiculousness that goes on. Yeah. I'm, and you have your own opinions. You don't get swayed very easily, which yeah. I like. What, 
Um, well, look, I, I watch the news. I'm not, you know, you're making okay. it seem like I live under a cave or something. No, but I'm just saying, there's, you know, there's actually some people out there that seem more happy t- that the Clippers, like that the Lakers are better than the Clippers than the Celtics these days. How do you feel about I mean, Laker fans like that? I don't, I don't know. What, let's just not address those types of people. Okay. Yeah, let's just move on. So that's what, that's coming from a true Laker I fan, mean, I don't guys. Know, do you want to repeat what you said? You give me that one more time. Laker fans that seem to like to talk more trash about the Clippers when the Lakers win than the Celtics. Okay, look. There's as a, a a Laker supporter, the number one enemy is the Celtics, right? So I myself, this is kind of weird, but I actually root for the Celtics to get to the finals so the Lakers can beat them. So as a Laker fan, that's the ideal situation. Uh, game seven, two thousand ten. Kobe Bryant, of course, that was the greatest game that I have ever seen. So, ideally, you want a climactic ending such as that. And, and again, it would have been nice to have a Lakers-Celtic bubble-type showdown. It really would have added to the storied rivalry. But look, um, again, I don't want to... I want, I, look, when it comes to... I don't want to make this about the Clippers, right? Let's just focus on the Lakers today. Um, ratings are going to go down when you start talking about the Clippers. This so, guy. No, I'm just, I'm being, I'm trying to uh, use, you know, some analysis here and research. Um, but look, I, let me just establish myself as well in terms of my Clipper. Uh, I am a Clipper sympathizer. And when I think of the Clippers, I think of Mark Jackson, Ron Harper, and Danny Manning. So it's been a while that I've liked the Clippers. But I'm sorry to say this. I know you have a lot of Clippers supporters. But ideally, this is what you want in L.A. You want Lakers competing with the Celtics, right? You want that Lakers-Celtics rivalry. And then I like the Clippers as kind of, you know, that eighth seed team or kind of the varsity JV dynamic, right? You know, you can comment on that. Where you want the Lakers to win the championship, but you want the Clippers to kind of challenge and make it exciting. Um, where, you know, they have young players, they're maybe, you know, maybe an upset in the, you know, maybe beat the second, uh, second seed or the third seed. Um, so that's kind of what you want. You want the, if you're a true, you know, if you like LA, you want all LA teams to do well. So you want Lakers to be good. And then the, you know, the Clippers to be the JV team. The problem is the Clippers have started to contend for that varsity spot. They're so, not though. Yeah. That Laker, way. yeah. Laker fans like that are defensive and look, I'll admit until this 17th championship, I was a little worried too, right? But now, you know, it's kind of been reinforced, right? I mean, uh, it's been reestablished. I so now I'm, I'm, I hope the Clippers do well, right? There's no, you should want all LA teams. I, I just feel as though so many well. people have this hate in their heart for the Clippers, especially the younger people, yeah, because they're hate. not, because they're not used to. It's all about love. I feel like they've been all love you, everyone, everyone been, in the NBA. They've been used to, except the Celtics, of course. Um. When they retire, you can kind of love them as, uh, you know, announcers or analysts. Or but yeah, on, while they're wearing that green, uh, again, green is my favorite color, which is another weird thing. But um, while they're wearing that green, you know, the whole point is for the Lakers to beat them. I mean, it just seems as though because there's so many people that have, I guess, st- only followed basketball when the Clippers have been somewhat competitive or in this last decade that seem to kind of forget that, like, no matter if the Clippers win one championship, two championships... Okay, let's, LA, this what, will always I don't know be, what you're talking about. I'm talking about look. The, they, they seem so hell bent on the fact that if we like, it's it's not a threat if we win at all. Like that's why I just can't stand when. Well, look, it seems I like people bask in the want, look, misery me, so much. Let me say this point since you went, you went on that note. But I also want to tell you about the you know the good old days of the Clippers too. But here's what good old days. Let me tell you? you something that's nice about when you go to Staples Center. When you look around, there is no Clipper. There's no trace of any Clipperness or any Clipper. Right. Yeah. When you go to a late, when you go to a Clipper game, there is some purple and gold up there. But you know, L.A. Kings purple and gold. Um, and you know, until they were covering the banners, you'd see Laker stuff. So it would be kind of weird to go to a Laker game and then you have a Clipper banner there. Um, so maybe uh, with your own stadium, we can kind of accept a banner. But yeah, that's another kind of point of it. You know. Don't taint the stadium with a banner or with your colors. Taint it? I would love to win Staples Center. When there's 17 championships and then you have this blue and white thing up there. Oh, well, or blue, like, white, and red or whatever. you the picture that they put over the thing? 
No, I'm just saying when there's a Laker game, yeah. Oh. So I don't want to go to a Laker game and see the Clipper logo. So does that mean that you defend what Doc Rivers did by covering the banners? No, I'm saying I don't want to go to a Laker game. No, I know. And see. But what if a Clipper fan? I don't the same like that. Oh, back. To the, think. I'm so glad you made that comment. That takes us back to the Celtics. So you know this. I knew. Maybe you were purposely steering it this I way. I wasn't, but go for that's, it. That's that's from Doc Rivers' Celtic attitude. That's when he true. came here, he wanted to he wanted to be anti-Laker. Yeah. And kind of wanted to say, you know, I wouldn't if we were, you know, if this was Boston, we wouldn't stand for something like that. So they cover the manners. Yeah, I think. Hopefully that. Policy ends without Doc. Yeah, I don't know. And just, oh, like you said, here's uh, the real Doc, right? Yeah, so, like, right, exactly. For the sure. only reason, Glenn. no disrespect to him, right? But Gl- he even recently said, right, I want to be called Glenn Rivers, to you know, the real Doc. But yeah, I just there's so many there's a lot of good Laker fans, older time like yourself that I do 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 sympathize with the Clippers, and there've been a lot of them in the comments. But there are some that are just so bad that just. Yeah. Seem to hate on us any chance they get, which is frustrating. Can you give me? Can you give me an opportunity to tell you when Dominique Wilkins go for it came to the Clippers? Go for it. That's when I was really excited about the Clippers. That's when I was like, oh, now I can. You know, every night there's something exciting in LA, and just watching Dominique on the Clippers, that's you know one thing that really started to say, look, there's it's okay to have two teams in LA. You yeah. have the Lakers, and then you could have you know Dominique, and you know he's really exciting. And of course, um, you know the young Bulls. You know who, who that is? Kind of put you on the spot here. The knucklehead guys? Yeah. Q Rich and Darius Yeah, Miles. so that was a very exciting, you know, Clipper team. But look, I'm going to end with this, and then we won't talk about the Clippers anymore. Um, I like the Clippers. I was a Clipper sympathizer. I used to watch the Clippers on Channel 13, KCOP, right? That was the cool thing about the Clippers. You can, if you didn't have cable, you could watch both their home games and their road games because it was all on the same channel, Channel 13. Whereas the Lakers, uh, KCAL 9 was their road games. And then their home games on uh, Prime Sports, but um, so I used to watch Clipper games, and then I'd go to I'd go to school, and then I tell uh, you know my friends I'd say, oh yeah, the way the Clippers advertise is they pretty much show you know Kevin Garnett or highlights of other teams, and it's pretty much marketing like, hey, come watch the stars from the NBA beat on the Clippers, or hey, if you can't go to a Laker game, come come to a Clipper game, and you could see the stars of the NBA. Come beat uh, on the Clippers. But look, um, at least I was talking about the Clippers. There was a time when people wouldn't even think of the Clippers or wouldn't even talk about the Clippers. So things have really changed. That's why it's so stupid to me when people say the Clippers need to move. They got to go. It's like if they would have moved, they would have moved like 20 years ago. Not now. When yeah. They've been building yeah up. People talk about Seattle, but I don't yeah, think if you're, that's not good for L.A. I you got to think economically. We're, we're, we're also so into basketball as a city that I feel like we can hand, like the both L.A. Do yeah, sell out. LA can have two have, teams. For every sport. That's how it should be. Although some would say, you know, the Raiders yeah. uh, should be one, if not one of those teams. My last question before we switch topics with the Clippers and don't talk about them is a lot of people are going to go to the comments and say, I can't believe you became a Clipper fan when you have somebody this pro Lakers in your in your life. What would you say to them how hard you tried to convince me to oh steal Oh my them? goodness. <laughs> I tried. I, that's why actually I give them credit. I'm very proud of my cousin. <laughs> Hey, he's got to go with it. He's fucked. Hey, I'm very proud of my cousin because he just, he doesn't give up. And that's, you got to admire that. So his loyalty. Um, and you know what? In, in the family, it's more fun to have some balance. If everyone's just, you know, pro Laker, then there's no controversy. So it's good to have someone... Who, you know. I remember you tried to tell me when I was like... But yeah, I try to get... I'll try right now. I'm willing to take him in right now. Here, take off that jersey right now. Sign up. We're taking new members. We're well, always taking new members. Well, that's what they're all saying. So but, you can sign up whenever you want. What, what I've, I, try, I've called him. I've texted him. At, in, there were certain moments where I was like, all right, if now, you know, now's the worst time, you know, as, for to be a Clipper. But, you know, he just never... It's gone... You know, I gave him this analogy. Remember this analogy? I said, imagine you're... You're going down the wrong road, and you know you're going down the wrong road for a really long time. And you say, look, I should have just made a U-turn a long time ago. (laughs) But then you're like, you know what? I've just gone down so far. I'm just going to keep going and see what happens. It might be a dead end. I know I'm going in the wrong direction. But so I admire that. Um, No, and it's funny because you told me when I was, I want to say, 9 or 10, was, okay, you don't have to like the Lakers more than the Clippers, but at least like them equally. And I remember I tried... And I remember just the feeling that when you guys won, 
I would try to be like happy about it, but the feeling when we won, I actually feel like this internal joy. So like that's when you know your heart has just made up its mind and I can't switch. Yeah, you need to reflect on that more. We need to take, maybe that's another episode oh, well, where we reflect on, you know, maybe some other family issues that could be causing Oh my goodness. this situation. Anyway, so let's go to, what I want to know is, you know, you always talk about all the greats that have played for the Lakers. And, you know, for a long time, one thing I'm actually happy for you is, I wasn't happy for most Laker fans when LeBron came because they disrespected him for so long. But you, even when he went to Miami, seemed to feel bad for all the hate he was getting. And, you know, always kind of still were behind LeBron and how great of a player he was and didn't like to hate. So for you, I was actually really happy yeah. that you got LeBron. How do you feel as though uh, he has cemented himself with the other Laker greats now that he has a championship adding to the lineage of all the people? I know it's only one championship, but it's still a championship with the purple and gold. Yeah, all you got to do is win one with the Lakers and... Especially when you've brought that, you know, uh, career reputation or those credentials that he had before. Yeah, it's just, you know, one of the great things that LeBron did was suit up as a Laker. And maybe he'll be, I know you're not going to like this, maybe he'll be remembered as a Laker. I think it's going to be Cleveland all the way, personally. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, so I guess that's but yeah, it. Um, yeah, let me elaborate on that. It's it. karma. Let me, but look, this goes back to the Jordan days, right? This goes back to, um, you know, you might regret disliking a player and in, you know, you just decide you should just not hate on greatness, as I said. So I like LeBron, but look, uh, do you guys want me to tell you the moment when I started liking LeBron? I've actually, I was saving this. I'll tell you the moment. Go for it. The moment I started liking LeBron was this game, a battle between him and Kobe. I know exactly what you're yes. Oh, six yeah. and you were there, weren't 99 you? 99 to 98. I remember that. Right? So Kobe and, and LeBron were going back and forth, but in the end, the Lakers won, and they were doing an interview with a very young LeBron, and he pretty much said that was awesome. He, he put a positive spin on it. He just felt like it was cool for him to be going up against Kobe, and even though they lost, he was very classy during that interview. So it was at that moment I decided, you know, I, I, obviously I liked him before that, but it was that moment that I decided this guy can do no wrong. And moving forward, he's, you know, done a great job. So let's talk about on that hating greatness point. And let's talk about okay, off the court. The guy is a great person. Yeah, you can, nobody can deny that. And let's, let's on that hating greatness thing. Let's he built shift, a school. <laughs> let's shift to... You know, your earlier days watching the Lakers and how there was a, you know, a drought for 12 years between Magic and Showtime's last title and then Kobe and Shaq. What were those years like in between relative to these last 10 years in terms of, you know, the drought of a title? And of course, you said Jordan, somebody who you didn't really like as much as a kid. And that's why you're so strong in this hating greatness, uh, don't hate greatness yeah. viewpoint. So, so elaborate on that. The question is... Uh, what was it like to like the Lakers in the post Magic? Yeah, and how period? was that? Um, I mean, obviously it was it was not nice in the post Magic period. You know, coming just because of you know at that point you don't know if you're ever gonna return to that greatness, or you know at the time you don't know what the future of the Lakers might hold. They might never win again. You never know. Um, but yo, know, it was an exciting team. You had the term uh, the Lake Show. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I think we're going out of order here. Where should we go? Where should we go to then? Um, Showtime. I mean, yeah, we can. I'm, All I'm right, so to... let's go to Showtime then. Um, we always talk about, you know, Kobe and how he was like a god in this city, and how literally you can't really say a bad thing about him here because of how great he was. And I think a lot of younger people don't realize, a lot of younger Laker fans that, you know, Kobe's by far their favorite player of all time and stuff, don't realize that Magic Johnson had the same, if not maybe even more of that level of king of Los Angeles in the 80s. What do you have to say to the younger fans that don't, don't, didn't get to see Magic's greatness, didn't get to see that he and Kobe are kind of on the same pedestal of that number one goat Laker? Yeah. What do you think about, you know, that do you, Magic's, I don't want to say lack of appreciation from the younger generation, but what do you think they need to realize about his stature? Yeah, well, first, Magic himself uh, named Kobe the greatest Laker ever. And, you know, that's one of the great things about Magic. He's just a very nice, very humble, humble, too humble, very humble person. Yeah, a team player. Yeah. But look, to me, the reason, you know, I started out by saying, you know, one of the conditions, I, you accepted the conditions. Showtime is the greatest. My, that is my yeah. favorite team so, to watch, for sure. You know, no yeah, question. you're you being the host has been officially restored. <laughs> um, but um, Showtime is the greatest thing ever in my view. 
um, because it's team basketball, right? It's um, if you like basketball, you have to like Showtime. I'll just put it that way. Now, look, but if you're a Celtics fan. I mean, look, a great thing was the rival. You know, one of the great things about the eight, you know, the 80s was the rivalry between Boston and L.A. in terms of just, you know, how they fit the te- the teams. You know, the Lakers were yeah. this young, uh, kind of fast. Flashy right? team. Yeah, flashy but tough defense. Let's, let's not forget about the defense. Let's not make it all flash. Yeah. They played tough D. That's what started the fast break. But then it was, you know, that run and gun, just pure, you know, excitement, you know. On the fly, no look passes, right? Then you had the Celtics, who were shot makers, you know, represented East Coast style basketball, um, toughness, and you know, that's when the Lakers brought in Kurt Rambis to kind of match that toughness of it. Um, but look, here, back, and then we'll kind of move forward with the Lake Show. What made the Lake Show exciting, or basically you had Nick, you know, I'll just try to paint the picture for you uh, Nick Van Exel. Um, Cedric Sabalis and Eddie Jones. Imagine, you know, fast break with Nick Van Exel, and then you got Eddie Jones and Cedric Sabalis, uh, you know, cutting towards the basket. Then he throws one of them a pass, and they fly in for a dunk. So it was kind of, you know, that's what, you know, Laker basketball or Showtime kind of continues in that way with kind of that excitement. So that was an exciting team as well. It was kind of this young upstart team, and this is what made it great is when Magic came back, to play with them and kind of revive that connection to Showtime or even that continuity of Laker Showtime. But, you know, sadly, I remember the day when Magic um, you know, announced. Yeah, um, that was a very sad day. Um, but yeah, moving forward, I'll tell you one of the greatest moments in, at the Great Western Forum, in my view, I'll give you my view. Um, did you have any comment before I go through this story? Any comments, say, so questions? Just, yeah. I think people need to understand because all a lot but of yeah, yeah, all Laker teams are exciting, right? Um, you know, obviously, ideally, you want a championship, but you know, at the time coming off of Showtime, you know, that team was exciting to me um, just because you know they were starting to compete again. Nick Van Exel hit some big shots in the playoffs. Um, they beat the the Seattle SuperSonics um, in an exciting series, so they were kind of up and coming. But, um, yeah, I was very disappointed that, you know, at the end, they wouldn't make it. And then you had teams like the Utah Jazz and then the Chicago Bulls uh, in the finals. So, so yeah, that was kind of a disappointment. Those years were tough just when the Lakers would, uh, you know, when the Lakers, I don't want to say it, but sadly when they would be eliminated yeah. from contention. <laughs> now, look, sometimes I feel like the season should just be canceled. Like, when the Lakers get eliminated from contention, they should just call, they should be like, look, at this point, we should just consider calling it a season. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, a lot of people don't understand how, because now you see a lot of people joking about it because Magic's still alive and all that, but how serious and how much we didn't really know about yeah, the disease people, when it happened. People thought he was going to die. People were scared. Like, you know, something like that could really happen sad. to you or, you know, how could this happen to a hero or, you know, someone like Magic Johnson? So, yeah, he scared people. Because, you know, it made people feel like, you know, it, this could happen to anyone or, you know, no one's safe. Yeah. yeah. And then, so when you describe... But yeah, magic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's magic or Kobe as, yeah, when exactly. it comes to the greatest I, Lakers ever. If you like team basketball and Showtime, obviously magic. But see, then the, this is where we need to bring in Jordan, right? So Kobe is our Jordan plus one. What's the plus one? So Jordan plus one. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say, yeah. And I think that's really annoying because, I mean, I do see some people on like social media and stuff that I don't even think they're Laker fans. They're more just Kobe fans that try and like. That's great. If you're a Kobe fan, good for listen, you. Listen, no, but it's not because wait, good. For, wait for what I'm gonna say. Be a Kobe fan. Wait for what I'm gonna say though. They try to use. I've, I've gone into like. They're arguing about how much better Kobe Bryant is than Magic Johnson and like saying, yeah, oh, see, we don't need flaws, that argument. But that's not yeah. Kobe fans. It, that's no, you know, address that, within please. the Lakers, we don't need that argument, right? To, yeah. It's to me, just, it's like you have two kids that are both yeah. go on to be like millionaires and it's like, you're going to try to choose between one yeah, of them. Magic said Kobe is the greatest Laker. And yeah, so. And it's like, I feel as though it's kind of interesting because to me... To love, yeah, to love Kobe... I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go to love Kobe, you should also love Magic. Magic was a mentor for Kobe. Kobe loved Magic. Kobe would tell you that Magic was the greatest Lakers. Exactly. And I think so. it's interesting because 
you have a guy like Kobe who has the longevity thing going on for him. 20 years with the Lakers. No one's done that, and it's amazing. And then you look at Magic, who is more... They have the same amount of rings. Right. But in that time that Magic Johnson played, you can argue that's like the t- best 12-year stretch of basketball like anyone's ever had in their, ever in the history of the game. And he's... He was... It's just so awesome watching, you know, the old games and seeing how much everyone seems to love him. And now he's just... Miss, we always talk about this, like the identity we were talking about of LA basketball and the Flash and stuff like that. There's no one person that seems to have built the Laker mantra and identity more than the Magic Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Magic think, was running Showtime. What do you think about the, the he, moronic little kids that seem to always bring up that he traded for Ivica Zubats and made a bad decision as an executive and they went on first take and kind of like kind of didn't do great for the Laker organization. What do you have to say about that? Do you think Look, you Magic Lakers? can do no wrong. That's what I was going to say. Even people like who like, you know, someone my age or whatever, um, it, Magic has just you, no matter what he does, he's the greatest ever. Yeah. So, he what he did for the Lakers, he he can become, you know, whatever if he's responsible for the Lakers going 0 and 82, that doesn't take away from him. <laughs> From anything about him. And that, that's what I try to He's tell people. Is like, you guys have to understand. I know you may have not seen the greatness, but every single thing that you talk about, all those 16 rings, all the greatest franchise, literally that wouldn't be in place if it wasn't yeah. for Magic Johnson. So now Wait, we go to... Can I, can I tell you a few go for quick stories? Yeah. First of all, I, uh, I was with your father when they retired James Worthy's uh, number. So Was that before Magic coming back or after? That was before okay. Magic coming back. How's that? It was great. It was the first, you know, I wanted to see a number get retired. I wanted to see what it was like. But look, okay, so let me tell you. For me, you know, I wanted to obviously mention, you know, Magic, James Worthy, Kareem. You know, just to put their names out there as part of this episode. Um, So for me, I used to watch videos of Showtime. And that's what made me fall in love with, with basketball. To me, basketball is Showtime and Showtime is basketball, right? So it's all about Showtime. And Showtime is not just what's going on the, you know, going out on the floor. It's, you know, the celebrities, the Laker girls, just the energy, right? The, the Laker games during that time was not just for basketball fans. It was for Holly, you know, for celebrities. It was a place. I mean, it's still like that in certain ways, but it's like a place to be seen. In other words, you want to be seen there and that could help your career. And, you know, that's where, you know, L.A. fans get the, that reputation of, oh, they're, they're just there to... Back then, you know, no one had cell phones, but if anyone would be on a cell phone at a game, you know, it'd be someone in the front row at a Laker game. But maybe we can address that at some other point. You know, there's some Laker fans who are very loyal, get there on time. So, you know, I want to also go against that. But for me, when Magic left, and then I used to just watch those videos over and over. Um, My first Laker jersey was a Magic Johnson jersey. Um, but this was, you know, I was wearing it when Magic was already retired. And um, this is where, you know, I'll tell you, growing up in L.A. during that time, I used to get made fun of being a Laker fan. That's absurd. Believe it or not. Yeah, I used to, when the Lakers would lose, I'd say, oh, man, now I got to go to school tomorrow. That's me. <laughs> That's me now. But yeah, continue. Yeah, because everyone was Bulls fans. Bandwagons? Like, well, Bulls fans. Yeah. So Jordan fans, you should say. Jordan, yeah, like, let exactly. me tell you, the red Jordan jersey was the every, people who didn't even know what basketball was had that jersey because they would just buy that for anyone. It was just so common that, you know, the black, at that point, you know, the black uh, Bulls jersey was coming out yeah. and that was, you know, something at least new. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to wear Jordans because I didn't want to be associated with the Bulls or being a Bulls fan. Um, I like, Bar- you know, Barclays. Shoot. For me, look, growing up, rap, Basketball and shoot and basketball shoes and you know and one or basketball you know attire stuff like that. Um, so what do you what do you have to say about the so you legitimately we used to go to school and oh, people, I want to finish, I want to finish that point it. sorry. Remember I said today's kind of a takeover. Look, I'd go to Laker games and. Um, You'd hear more of a roar for Chicago fans. Wow, that's crazy. or like when they announced the starting lineup for the Bulls or Jordan, you'd hear more of a roar for him. And I was like, "How is this happening in Los Angeles?" Or people have people forgotten about Showtime? Because yeah, people back then, um, you know, Converse and um, you know the Lakers were like you know your dad's team or like that old man team, and it's all about Jordans and the Bulls. 
Yeah, I mean, so those years when Jordan was dominating in between, when, when you, those years you're describing, did you root for Jordan to fail because it was so annoying as a kid? No comment. Okay. But fine. What do you want? Ass. What do you want? Yeah, take it, take it, interpret well, it how you want it. It's not, I'm not trying to. I didn't like, yeah, like I, I was upset when the Lakers, when Shaq and Kobe, you know, would get knocked out of, you know, the young Shaq and Kobe. Oh, I was talking about even before yeah, Shaq like, and Kobe. I was yeah, talking about like, Lake Show days. I didn't want to watch the basketball anymore. As soon as the Lakers were gone, and then the Jazz, and, you know, as a Laker fan, Karl Malone, you know, obviously. Bad not someone you, yeah, so it's like now you got to pick between the Jazz and the Bulls. So it's not pleasant. So when Magic announced that he was coming back, and this was a year that, so you and your brother had season tickets for two years, 95 to 97, mm -hmm. right? So how was, how was that to be able to see that Lake Show team in 96 and then Magic announces that he's coming back while you have the tickets? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so my brother had uh, season uh, tickets and it was really cool. You get to go to preseason games, you get to go to, you know, media events or you get to shoot, you know, on the Great Western Forum floor. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was exciting going, we wouldn't go to all the games, you know, but you know, we'd go to some of the games and yeah, it was really exciting. But yeah, when there was talk that Magic was going to make this announcement and then for me, I was, it was like a, it was literally like a dream. It was like after watching all those videos and trying to tell everyone, you know, that, or literally like I wanted like a time machine so I could go back to the eighties. This was like a time machine. It was like being transported back to that time. So when Magic came back, yeah, we, I, I, I'll tell you about the yeah, first game. I was gonna game. say, so tell me but about yeah, the game It was Golden so State. exciting. Yeah, the t our, uh, I remember my brother saying, our ticket values just, you know, skyrocketed or went up. So yeah, they were playing the Golden State Warriors. Magic was coming off the bench. It was the buzz in the arena that night was like in at the Great Western Forum was like, you know, they used to talk about the 80s days. The, you know, celebrities were starting to, because the Lakers were good, you know, they were starting to compete again. Um, so, you know, celebrities were starting to come back. Um, also, you know, I want to mention, uh, make sure to mention Sedale Threat. So okay. Sedell Threat. A lot of lies Lakers fans. Was, yeah, yeah fans he was backing up uh, Nick Van Exel, but this guy was money, like from tw inside the three-point line and even outside. But, you know, that 20-footer, 18-footer, this guy, if he was left open, you know, forget about it. Um, but anyway, so these Lakers were really exciting and then, yeah, magic came back and yeah, the buzz, you know, that night was like no other. Was, would, I've heard you say that's the, I mean, you've been to a lot of games. That's like the best, the most memorable game maybe you've ever been to, or at least up there with them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell, I'll tell you the moment. Yeah. I was the moment say. when he came in. So, um, the fans, you know, it was just really loud and the game got started and, you know, there was a buzz in the crowd, but no one was actually watching the game because they were just watching magic or looking at the coach, Del Harris, to see if he would actually put him in. I'd never seen something like this, where imagine a game where everyone's watching the coach, and if the coach moves left or right or makes any motion or turns around, everyone gets hyped up and starts standing and cheering, and everyone sits down again saying, oh, no, he's not going in yet. So, you know, every time he'd look at the bench, people were, it was almost like people were waiting for them. They said, look, just put him, you know, they already were just waiting for the moment where he pointed at him so they could get up. The moment when they pointed, when he pointed at him and it was clear that Magic was about to come in the game, I'd never heard a roar like that. You're making me have chills right I now. I know, I'm, you know, I'm getting <laughs> chills, I'm tears in my eyes, chills. Look, when he stood up, it was almost like someone just hit the game-winning three in the, at game seven of the NBA Finals. And then, but it continued, right, as he stood up and walked towards the sto uh, scorer's table. The, he just got louder and louder and louder until he actually checked into the game. And, you know, if you look at the box score for one that night or, you know, for one night, it was almost like, you know, we had been literally transported back in time. And what about that? When, and when showtime came in, what had been restored. When he came in and that little ball fake? When yes, like, I was going to let you have that. But, yeah, yeah. that moment, that's when, you know, people were saying, hey, you know, he's the magic of old. Yeah, the magic's back. Um, and, look, the interesting thing, I actually went to a game uh, with your father where um, Magic was the coach. So imagine seeing, you know, watching the videos, the showtime, and then the guy coaches, which is kind of a disappointment, you know, you'd rather have him out playing, but then he comes back and actually plays. So that's another uh, interesting thing that happened there. I was going to say... But yeah, that was a great moment. It's, it's crazy because, you know, I love hearing you talk about it because even, you know, you said 
didn't get to catch like you know. Oh yeah, and you should uh, you know ask my brother about the Forum Club. He'll yeah. tell you more about that. But you know these roast beef sandwiches. Maybe we can have another discussion about. Uh, I was gonna the say Forum Club. There's. Is it, I love talking to you about it because you're someone that, you know, you got to, and we're going to get into it in a second since we're like going in this timeline. Um, you know, you saw Kobe from his, the day he first put on the jersey to yeah. the end. But still, you, and I asked you, who you're, who's your favorite player of all time? And you don't put Kobe over Magic. You just put them in the same pedestal. And for someone who didn't even get to see the whole of Magic Johnson, I just think that shows, you know, how much appreciation you have for him as a Laker fan. I, yeah. I encourage the younger kids that... You know, you don't. Everyone likes to be have this kind of ignorant mentality, like, "Oh, I don't care about history. I didn't get to see it." But history affects the president. In my opinion, if you're a Lakers, Celtics fan, and a lot of my followers are, you need like appreciate, look, and cherish your history and who laid the groundwork. The Larry Birds, the McHales of the world, Magic, and everyone else. Um. So yeah, so let's go to that next season. What did you think about you guys getting Shaquille O'Neal, which really made you guys contenders? And then of course the trade that sent one of your favorite players, Eddie Jones, to Charlotte for Kobe, the young kid from Lauren Marion. Wait, come on, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to call you out on your I'm own sorry, show. I'm sorry, for Vladi Divac. Thank you. I'm sorry, for Vladi Divac. I'm sorry. I was getting confused with the Glenn Rice trade. But yeah, Vladi yeah. Divac. Hey, let's shout out Glenn Rice. Uh, Any on. Laker should be shat- shouted out. That won a championship? Any Laker, who, anyone who suited up should be shouted Suit out. Up. But especially what if you Smush were you know, a star player on a... Uh, Championship team. Hey, come on, don't throw these curveballs at me. Smush like, Parker? Smush Parker. Hey, the night, you know, uh, the night Kobe scored 81 points. Yeah, I remember the night. Smush Parker, you know, had the second amount of points, right? So then Kobe and Smush are in the record book for most points by a duo. Oh my goodness. So You're stretching for Smush Parker? Just, no, but now. see, that's, that's the type of person Kobe, he'll 81 point you into the record book. Oh my, yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying, anyone you shout out. Yeah. So okay, because, so, uh, but look, anyone who suits up in purple and gold, but yeah, um, let's rewind to Glenn Shaq. Rice. Glenn Rice, big time. What about Shaq? If so, you take any one of these people off the team, they don't win the championship. So when we start off well, with yeah, so let's talk about Shaq. Shaq and then Diesel, of course trading the Diesel. Glo- you liked Vladi a lot though, didn't you? A lot of Laker fans just remember him now as the guy that tipped the ball out to Big Shot Rob, <laughs> but he was good on the Lakers for a bit. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he used to make things happen. Kind of a. Finesse style center. Yeah, European style. During, yeah, before, you know, during those Lake Show days, uh, we were talking about Cedric Stabalis, Edge of, Hey, Eldon Campbell. Eldon Campbell had a back to the basket type game, power forward. Back then, we used to, uh, you know, they would post him up. Yeah. So back then, the power forward was the type of person who would post up. And then Vladi was, yeah, more European style, face to the basket. But when you guys got. So how was that thing when you got Shaq and you knew that, that yeah. as another prices go up moment? For you guys, what, yeah, what did you no. think? Like, oh my God, we better win now, or we have to win? Yeah. And then Shaq, you know, was an exciting. He was just someone. You know, he was a cool guy. He's someone that, um, you know, was uh, just an exciting. You know, in terms of his media and endorsements, he was just an exciting person throughout the league. So it was like an exciting person coming to the Lakers. But everyone knows Shaq and the Lakers fit very well together. Shaq in Los Angeles. Did you ever imagine when Vladi? Was traded for Kobe that this guy would be anything close to you know Michael Jordan. Or no, people talk- were talking about. They were saying this is the next Jordan. But here, let me uh, for your some of your listeners. Maybe it. you've heard of Harold Miner. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you. On the dunk contest, yeah. Yeah, but people used to say, oh, they used to call him Baby Jordan, or so there was a lot of these. Oh, he's the next Jordan. The thing is, this guy was the next Jordan plus one. So yeah, I mean, people were talking about it, and yeah, what I was thinking was. If we could get anyone who's like Jordan, or at least the type of person who can kind of create his own shot and actually not miss constantly, then that'll be good. So, yeah. So, when you guys had that 98 team that had Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, Shaq, The four All-Stars. Yeah. And then you I remember know, watching that with my friends. And then, it was raining in L.A. It was flooded on, on my friend's street. And then, of course, the disappointment in losing to the team. You said that you despised growing up more than anyone, the Jazz. Was that a moment where you thought, wow, like maybe it's just not meant to be for us since you hadn't seen the championship like that? Or, or going yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah. That's how it felt. So, yeah. was it how, how gratifying? Was the feeling much better when you saw the 2000 championship than, let's say, 2020? You know what I mean? Was yeah, that first, the first one, your first was that your favorite one that you something saw? Something you'll never forget. Yeah, what did you say there? Was that, was, that the, was that the most special one for you personally as a fan? Yes. 
2000? Yeah. How was that? Did you think that you guys were going to lose to Portland in Game 7 when it was going on? No, I somehow had hope. I remember I was watching that with one of my really close friends. Um, and yeah, um, you know, we were on the couch watching that game and going into the fourth quarter, just because they had come back so many times. Yeah, I just... Did you? Be- I had a feeling they would somehow come back. Did you think that when Phil Jackson came that it was the guarantee? Hey, guarantee'd- why don't you tell your story about the uh, 2000 NBA Finals? Oh, I mean, okay, so basically I was at game two of the finals with him uh, against the Pacers, but I was so young, I don't really remember anything. You going Clipper style on here? <laughs> but um, I, I remember I was at game two. Uh, just re- I just remember yellow guys in yellow shirts hilarious. running around. But that's about it, game two of the finals. So you remember that? How was that? And then you said you were also at the game where Shaq hit that like turnaround Jump hook against, against Utah. Jazz. That was at the Forum. Yeah. Yes. So how were some of those games? You know, describe some, your, describe some of your favorite games besides that Magic game that you remember that you cherish, you know? The Bulls. Um, sadly, yeah. Well, the, I saw Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, and Scottie Pippen against Magic Johnson. Um, 96 Bulls? <coughs> I swallowed... <coughs> Not doing this for theater, but I... Swallowed my gum. <laughs> Game seven, Dodgers. Yeah. And man, if they come back from 3-1, that'd be a nice consolation for me. It won't fully replace the pain, but that would be insane. I've never gotten to say my team came back from 3-1. So yeah, watching that uh, Bull, yeah, that Bulls game, I remember that. Just seeing Jordan play in person. Um, but yeah, you know, the Kobe Kobe games, Shaq hit that game winner. They're all great. You know, every... How was the finals? Every, everything. I don't remember it. There's so many great moments. It's hard to really narrow it down, but... How was that finals game? Because I was too young to remember it. Yeah, I mean, it was loud. That's what I remember. It was so loud that, that the you, know, you don't want to bring to? a baby into a stadium. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. No, I thought, I th- I'm glad. you At least you checked in. I right? guess. It, it might have been a horrible moment for some, but at least you could say that you were there. Yeah. And so when you guys got Phil, did you think that that would automatically be the next piece? Or did you still have to say, like, I oh, yeah, don't believe it until I see it? Yeah, that connection to the Bulls yeah. and, you know, that Zen master. So, yeah, it really that really, you know, put it together or sealed it. Or especially Kobe having Jordan's coach. Yeah. Kind of just sometimes symbolism is important. It's not just, you know. So did you think when you, won that, when you won that first championship that the floodgates would open like that? Or did you? Did yeah. You, you, did, you knew that it was going to be the beginning. Because Kobe was just getting... Was just getting better, and Shaq. Then you yeah, Glenn Rice Shaq, for Eddie. What did you think about the Eddie Jones for Glenn Rice trade? Were you sad? I about like because look, I like Glenn. Glenn Rice was an all star, so you're yeah. getting an all star caliber player, a sharpshooter. You know, you like shooters. Yeah, and then so then 2001 going. What was it? 16 and one or 15, well, 15 let me, and one? You you almost Shaq would be very disappointed. He'd say, "Hey, look, this guy was about to make a point about Shaq, and you interrupted him and made Sorry. him move on." Sorry, the Diesel, Keep which going. is a great. Go nickname for, for him because he was literally, you know, he would just beast people. Look, when Shaq would gather his feet, it, it, if you could hang on him. And the question is, you know, he, is he going to take you up with him and dunk it? Or is he just, you know, uh, going to put it in? Or, you know, is he going ma- to finish the three-point play? Yeah. But once he gathered his feet, there was no stopping him. And... So that how was that two thousand one run the fifteen and one was that the close greatest, to the basket I should was say. that the close greatest the was that the greatest team you've probably ever seen the which team the best Laker team two thousand one when you won fifteen and one in the playoffs yeah if not for Allen Iverson a yeah. great, you know if you're a little guy you gotta love him he changed the game speaking of as you hoped is it, my brother used to say don't take it inside little guys shoot jumpers and and then you know. Allen Iverson showed that that's not good advice. Yeah. Do you <laughs> Go think- inside as much as possible. Then, you know, uh, my brother's not going to like this, but then sometimes he'd come and say, oh, you know, I was off or, you know, I wasn't making my shots. You know, sometimes I'm off or my three-pointer. I'm, you know, I'm shooting threes. They're going in, but then during the game, they're not going in. Yeah. That's why you need to go inside and get your points inside. Yeah. And then, so a lot of people talk about Allen Iverson stepping over Ty Lue and stuff like that. And obviously now Ty Lue's the coach of the Clippers. Do you think... Was he good? With was he was he a decent contributor for that championship? Yeah. Do you think Laker fans should show him more love, even though now he's the coach of the Clippers, and like next season he'll probably, be, you know, you could see the Clipper, yeah, here's a good Clipper Laker playoff series for the first time maybe next year. You yeah, think here's, should... here's a good Laker. And yeah. then, 
Okay, so then you have the uh, the title that a lot of people like to talk about, and it's that famous series against Sacramento. Obviously, my sister was born around that time. Oh, no, not born. My sister was two years old, and you guys always talk about we were at the park for her birthday, and Robert Ory made that shot. So talk about Well, I was watching that on TV, so I wasn't at the park. You weren't at, you weren't at the birthday? Um, I remember that moment, and I was watching it. Here? On, yeah, in my room. Oh, really? On television. Oh, then you weren't. My dad always says that everybody was at the park watching a little plugged in TV. No, we need to, wait, we need to like re like review our dates, but. Okay, so we were on 01. No, we were at the park. I was watching that game on TV. Okay, so then well, how nerves? In my room. How, did you, do you even get nerves after? I remember that moment. Do you even get nerves when you're trying to go for a three-peat? Are you kind of like, oh, if we lose, we lose. It's the end of the, uh, we come back next year. Or was, were you actually really nervous about that, you know, that moment? That yeah, because then, you know, people are going to like, the whole year, you know, everyone's, um, you know, been uh, speaking against your team and you want to prove them wrong and prove that your, your team deserves to continue to be the champion. But look, it started getting to a point where people were not interested anymore. So you after could the tell, three-peat? after the three, yeah, people were just you know hating or just uh, it w it wasn't fun for the rest of the league anymore. But it, I mean, how did how does it how did it feel for you though to have a three-peat after all the years you waited? You finally got what you kind of waited for. Yeah, it was great. The once you you know you kind of get used to it, and then you just want more. And then so yeah. when when you lost, I always I don't really hear much about this from Laker fans, obviously because it's you know. People don't talk about it, but how did you feel when they lost in 03? Was that a disappointment? You can go, you know, you didn't break Jordan's back to back to back. Yeah. Or was it kind of just like, hey, we won three in a row, at, you know, we'll come back No, next it was year. disappointing. It was very disappointing. Do you remember much about that? Also, because, you know, for me, I was, um, you know, in a particular point in my life where it would have meant a lot if they would have won that year, too. Yeah, we'll get into but, that. So. Yeah, you know. So. Every year. And then I remember when I started getting into basketball, it was those, oh, we should talk about, so actually that's a good segue into, we, so you and I, as you see in the back, anybody watching, we've got the Dr. J UMass jersey because both of us did go there and one of, and you're the reason why I went, you recommended it so highly. So being around Celtics fans as a Laker fan, what was your initial feeling about being there and like the rivalry where you're like, oh, this is going to be fun, this is going to be yeah. annoying. What did you think? Yeah, I liked, I liked it. It was, you know. So what did you think about great. that? What did you think about that community? Like, what was the difference in you? You love the you know geography in different places. What was the, what was the, di you know what was the main difference you saw immediately from being over there than the West Coast? It's so different. Um. Well, you know the trees. Yeah. Changing, I would start with the trees. Changing colors in the fall. We don't. Yeah. Get. Well, just the uh, the amount of trees. Yeah. Or the woodsy, green. woodsy areas. Um. But yeah, you know the seasons, and overall what. You know, people used to say, and a lot of my architecture. A lot of my architecture is older. A lot of my brick, brick yeah. buildings. A lot of my subscribers are going to be wondering, like, you know, UMass has tried really hard to, you know, kind of downgrade the reputation that they had. The zoo was when you went there. Everybody's like you. The way you described it was, it was just insane. So much fun. The greatest school ever, and all this stuff. So, how amazing was it when you went? Yeah, it was, now. Did anything it was just go? Like, look, I feel like every school I went to, going back to high school days, they were like, all right, when this class graduates, we're going to clean things up. Or this is the end of an era. From now on, we're going to clean things up. So maybe that's just, you know, so, every school. They're always trying to, you know, say, all right, this is the last straw. Yeah, we're, we're trying. To, they're gradually trying to clean things up. People seem to think that, you know, the UMass is trying to push for more like the Ivy League kind of vibe these days. And not as much as the fun. UMass could be anything it wants to be. So yeah, good for you know. It should be everything. It should be the zoo, and it should be known as a great you know uh, academic school. Academic, yeah, it is. You get a great education there. Do you still? I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't for the University of Massachusetts. And I would concur. And I really thank you for for pushing me in that direction. You didn't even have to push me. I didn't even like, I didn't even consider going to UMass yeah. when I was growing up. I was just like, I mean, I'll, I may apply, but when I when I was going for the applications, I didn't. I mean, when, out of high school, I had no chance, so I had to you know do the exchange. I remember, look when I, I was talking about when I was in junior high, I was all about um, you know basketball and rap music. 
I remember uh, those were the Marcus Camby days, mm-hmm. right? So UMass, um, I won't name the brand. I learned things like that at the University of Massachusetts. But, you know, they had a cool sponsor and, you know, Marcus Camby. So I, I remember even as in junior high, I remember I had a friend who said, oh, I like UConn. I like UMass. And, you know, I always just loved UMass and, um, you know, the team name. Um, I thought it was very fitting. So, you know. I have memories of UMass before I even went there as a person growing up here in LA or in Southern California. And what would you say the difference is in like, for example, the, the people, would you say much, what's the difference in the people? Obviously every person's different, but obviously there are East Coast person, a West Coast person. And what do you think, like, what's the mentality difference? What's the lifestyle compared to ours? Do you know? Yeah, the people are amazing. That's what makes, you know, the East Coast what it is. Would you say people here are more... All right, let's not, come on, let's not, oh, I should say, you know, I know some people in the room are listening as well. Um, You know, a lot of that time was also defined by the East Coast, West Coast rivalry in rap and hip hop too. So, you know, that was also kind of, you know, when it comes to sports and LA and LA pride or California pride, you know, I also want to mention that. But yeah, I mean, people are great everywhere, right? Let's try to keep it positive. What did you notice about... (laughs) Okay, what about what about Celtics? But you know, fans? the East Coast West Coast rivalry taught you that the West Coast reigns supreme. Yes. What is what is what would you say the difference between Celtics fans and Laker fans are? Do you think Laker fans are? I'll, I'll give you my observations. Look, but, people from Massachusetts are great, but Boston fans—that's another category. And what's the category? Well, let's. Just, a lot of them are listening, though. I want to hear what your take is. Okay, I'll just say this: they already know this. They hate other teams. More than they like their own team. That's how I feel about. So some, to me, yeah. when the Yankees would the Red Sox had already been eliminated, then the the Yankees would lose and there would be riots and people would be yelling, "Yank!" You know, you know, Yankees you know what they're yelling. Yeah. People would buy you shirts that Did, says that on it, so even speak, if you're from California. Speaking of which, you were there during the insanely talked about Red Sox coming back from three nothing to. Mm. To the dorms would shake when someone would get a base hit or the, just a the, base hit, not even the a dorm run. would. Just... So you saw like the couple Pats riots when they won. Yeah, the Red Sox when they were yelling the Yankees. Yeah. thing at the at the riot when the Patriots would win. Oh, so what did you think about what was the most I guess epic? I or... love ba- I love Massachusetts. What's the what's... I love I love New England. What's the uh... What was the the peak riot? Was it the Red Sox? The Red, one? yeah, the Red Sox. Someone, you, there's videos on this online. Go look at them. Uh, you know, DC jumper, but I saw that Dining live. Line. I saw that. Was I saw a, the guy jump off the DC in Southwest. Yeah, well, off the uh, dining common. Burke. The DC stands for dining common yeah. or dining hall. But yeah, look, he's up there, and then uh, the cops are kind of have him cornered, and he pretty much has no choice but to jump off the ledge. And um, the people in the crowd were saying, no, don't jump, because uh, they kind of didn't want to catch him. <laughs> and um, he jumped. And I heard he broke his leg, but, you know, you can watch that video Similar online. thing happened to my friend who was standing on, like, a pole after the Red Sox beat us, but I wasn't at the ride, obviously. I was sad because we lost. Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't want to promote this type of behavior, right? People riot for political reasons, right? This We're talking about sports here. Yeah. Um, but look, they, back then you had uh, AOL Instant Messenger or AIM, right? People would have kind of counter strategies. They say, okay, look, everyone knows the, the cops are going to be at Southwest, right? So they would, everyone would be at Southwest. And then um, they, they would write in the message, as soon as the police come to Southwest, then everyone go to the campus pond. And then there was a situation where there two people went into the campus pond and they met in the middle and started hugging each other. <laughs> um, but it was funny because it was almost like, it was like watching like a military battle. You had these armored police or riot police who would run and get on a bus and then, you know, they would quickly be transported from Southwest to the campus pond where they would get off the bus and get back into the action. So it was like, get on the bus, quick stop, and then back into the action. I I honestly, obviously there was two riots when I was there, but I obviously didn't go because LA was the, you know, the loser in this in the circumstances for both so it was really sad for me i couldn't be around all those happy people and look to me i was like look i'm just here to witness being part of umass it has nothing to do with 
who won or who lost. Well, you didn't have to deal with the Dodgers losing. Whatever. I know, it would have been different. So yeah. I'm glad. So yeah. once again, I. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I would have gone to the right. I have a was, different perspective. If it was the Pats Falcons, if I was there for the Pats Falcons, yeah. I would have See, been for there. me, the, like wearing a Dodger hat back there was kind of neutral. It was like, hey, they're in the NL. Yeah. The, the only real baseball uh, league. Well, now things are, you know, changing. Yeah. Let's not get into that. But, um, you know, DH, that's not real baseball. <laughs> um,. What do you think? You know, of double switch. You guys know what that is? Here, we're talking to Boston people, right? Yeah, or of course. AL people. Do you guys even know what a double switch is? Why don't you write some comments? Let us know why you would do that or what that is. And then, so we have the... Um, no, I'm glad they have diversity, though. You know, one has the DH. One's kind of like arena football. The other one's like, you know, regular football. I'd say regular what, baseball. what I picked up on when I was there is I, I thought it was awesome to just be around, you know, I've been around Laker fans my whole life and their storied history and fans. And then I've been around Celtic, all Celtics fans and seen their storied history and how their fans act. And what I picked up is I think we're a lot more into basketball, personally. I think they're more into football. And like, you know, as you said, they're very, you know, one of the colonies, American, you know, very more, more patriotic than we are, I'd say. And they love, you know, the Red Sox. And the, the spirit and, of America. Yeah, the Pats are right now. I mean, I don't know if this was the case when you went, but the Pats now are just the team. Like they're every Good. Sunday is a no, holiday. Yeah, because they just wanted the Red Sox to win, and then now that that's yeah. happened, move on I to mean, the Pats. The Celtics are very popular, but it's not this. Like I feel like everyone. Like let me give an example. In 2018, I was there, and it's the season that you guys had Lonzo as a rookie. And it seemed like you guys were talking about the Lakers as much as they were talking about the Celtics, and they were one game away from the finals. And that just shows you to me how much we're so into basketball. But I'd say they're – you told me this before I went. They're more into sports in New England than we are here. Yeah, and, everyone. Yeah. And I think that they're they're not as arrogant Celtics fans as you guys are, I'd say. But I think that their arrogance comes with the Pats and with Boston sports as a whole. How Was it – because this Boston sports thing of them being like the city of champions, and this, this didn't start to like this century. Like city when, of champions? That's what they call themselves now. What do you have to say about that? Inglewood is the city of champions. Well, that was because the Lakers, right? Yeah, Inglewood is known as the city of champions. What did you I'll think? Just say that. What did you think of? In, oh, but for you listeners, Inglewood is a separate city. Well, yeah, but it's the same. No, as I'm just like letting you know. Santa Monica is a separate city. Yeah, too. Santa Monica. But you is know, a it's part of LA County. Yeah, it's part of LA County. Yeah, right? but I was gonna say, do you feel as though? The well, wait. Yeah. Remember, the Clippers might move to Inglewood. They're going so. to apparently twenty twenty four or something. Yeah, we'll, but um, we'll see if that name continues. <laughs> I was gonna say, so no, but what, what's your what, was it like that when you went that this Boston sports arrogance of we win and everything, or was that just starting, or was that not existent at all? Um, because they literally it was bragged starting, so much. It was well, because you know the Pats. Yeah, had one so. It was starting, you said. It was starting, but what was for the Red Sox it was starting, but for the Pats it it was already underway. And what was what was the. And obviously the Celtics hadn't won since Bird. This wasn't 08 yet. Yeah, so yeah. for me, they had that. They just, you know, it's funny is like whenever the Celtics lose, these guys just deflect into another sport. Like, oh, but the Pats just did this. It's like, just take your L, man. The yeah. Celtics haven't won in so long. Uh, so, speaking of Inglewood, I used to, a lot of nights in the dorms, I remember watching Paul Pierce. Oh, yeah. I was going to uh, ask about Celtics that. fans. So I was going to say, you, I know you started off with this, but you're one of the most Celtics sympathizers of any Laker fan I know because of that New England connection. Because that area is special to us, you know, no matter what. No matter how bad the rivalry is and how much yeah. Boston sports can be annoying, we do still love the area. So you're very pro Paul Pierce, like in the whole D-Wade, Paul Pierce I thing. I love Paul Pierce. What's, talk about that. I remember that. before I even went to Massachusetts, I remember someone saying, I like the new look Celtics, I like Paul Pierce. And then just hearing that, that person speak like that, I was like, I can't wait to go live in that state or how, go go to UMass. How are those and how are those teams and was it fun to be like, you know, the Lakers are the top dog and you guys are just like not as good as us right now when you went there? Yeah. And then you had, you know, Paul Pierce kind of um, you know, could create his own shot handles. Of course. Of course. So that was fun to watch. Did you T-Mac, I remember at the time T Mac and Paul Pierce were some of my favorite players to watch in terms of going one on one. Were you hoping besides Kobe, of course. Were you hoping for more than anything for a Celtics Lakers finals while you were there? Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Look, they had Antoine Walker, and I kept telling them, "Look, until you know, with Antoine Walker, Paul Pierce, we'll see. You know, if you guys can make." It to so the you're finals. basically saying that you don't think Antoine Walker was this good enough to be that. Second I thought he was. Yeah, exactly. Team. That's yeah. what I used to. And no, oh, but let me tell you something about Celtics fans. They were so loyal. They loved Antoine Walker so much. They would <laughs> they would fight, you know, tooth and nail. For they Antoine, know Walker? Antoine Walker is what all we need. That's so funny. That's the, we'll get there. So when you were around there for the, we actually skipped over this, but the Pistons versus Lakers, and you said that was a moment for you when you realized that I could never be overconfident about the Lakers or sports ever again. Talk about that for yeah, a second. Yeah, it was tough. 
Yeah. Did you, so I you, remember I was in a house. So you were in over there. Amherst, and I didn't want to go downstairs after the, the results. Oh, I can relate. And oh, the people in my house weren't even that into basketball. Yeah. How did it feel to have? Carmel they just didn't Bowl? like. They were just didn't like the Lakers, or just didn't want the Lakers to win. How did it feel? So to have once again, they hate more than they like their own team. How did you feel about Carl Malone being on the Lakers after all the years oh, of despising was, him? Hey, but look, there was that game where he had his jersey ripped. Laker fans know what I'm talking about, or Lakers supporters. <laughs> Uh, I was like, you know what? After that game, you're a Laker now. But it was tough to accept him at first. Yeah. I was going to say... But look, um, (laughs) you know, you want the Lakers to always win. But some Laker fans, I imagine, might be happy that he never, you know, they never won. Yeah, and now it's gone to the point where there's been so many titles for Boston in the recent years. And they've just been so... about, About how great they are at sports. But hey, they can have the sports. We will... We know we're the number one destination for people to come, especially the stars in basketball. So that brings us to the, the dead area where I started getting into basketball, where it was, um, what's it called? Where it was um, Kobe with absolutely nobody. Kind of, you know, those guys were talking about smushing them. So obviously, was that another period where, I remember you were more confident, though. I remember I vividly remember a car ride where you were like, the Lakers will come back to dominance again. We're just rebuilding now. Because you had seen them rebuild. So you had this confidence that you would come back. And I remember around the time when you guys got Gasol. How did that feel when you saw Kobe have his own team after, you know, he had always been considered kind of Shaq's right-hand man, so to speak? And what do you think about when people try to diminish Kobe's legacy, saying, oh, he was kind of carried by Shaq or rode his coattail, so to speak? Well, you, you're posing two queen like right, these one by one because I'm trying to keep right, How do you feel about Let's... the Shaq... Kobe, people sliding Kobe for being Shaq's right-hand man. Okay. So, no, there were times when Kobe was, you know, emerging as the star. And he, you know, they were the best one-two punch of all time, arguably. I feel like people... So, they should both get credit. One A, one B. They have a revisionist history about it, though, I feel like now. Especially with people that didn't watch those teams. That Kobe was just, you know, because Shaq won all the finals MVPs. Kobe was just kind of clinging on for the... Like, he was good, but he wasn't crazy. Yeah, most Laker fans at the time would say Shaq is clearly the best player on the team. But yeah, Shaq, you know, there were moments where at yeah. the end of the game, you need Kobe was better. Yeah. How was and Shaq's then, free throws? Was annoying? Time? Yeah. But look, I, I would say he's always getting you at least one every time. So you go into Shaq, you get one. You go into Shaq again, you get two. And sometimes he makes both. Or like he said, he would always make them uh, when it counted. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes Kobe would just get hot and then you don't really need um, Shaq anymore. So I guess then the, the conclusion, I guess, of the timeline is... The final, you know, you finally got what you wanted after all the years. Lakers, Celtics. I remember watching that here with you, 2010. Was that the family moment? Honestly, would that rival that of 2000? Maybe. Um, I mean, in terms of a single game, and yeah, I mean that was. I mean, Lakers, Celtics was nothing. I mean, for me, that was my first. But you know, in terms of the history of the Lakers, yeah, I mean, were you able to? It's all did, about the Celtics. Did you still keep in touch with your UMass friends? that you hit up after that, like, ah, we got you in the finals, or not really? I mean, well, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, I remember we saying. used to go back and forth. But especially when the Lakers lost, they, oh, to oh eight and oh eight. Yeah, but you know, they weren't that they weren't that into it. They, yeah. you know, maybe one post. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're getting a lot. You know, people aren't like flooding. You know, oh. with comments. Me, whenever, it was a different time. Whenever, whenever the Dodgers lost any of the games in the series of the Red Sox, I would get them. I know. You yeah, took memes a and meme all this and stuff. everything. Hey, it was I mean, bad. You got to entertain yourself somehow, right? But yeah, I think I think that we covered basically everything. That's a lesson in like, oh, I think we should close it out. With I don't know. About. I think this game might go into overtime. Okay, let's go into overtime. <laughs> and speaking of overtime, we're thinking. I mean, it's up to you. You're the host well, now. I, I wanted to end with Since one. You accepted the I wanted conditions. to end with one thing. Is we talk about. Yeah, we go. We we could maybe we'll do some load management. Ugh. Sorry. Not, uh, hey, hey, I I couldn't resist. We talk. We'll about, do some load management. We'll you know. What what do you? We always talk about the maybe five games later we'll get back into the, the evolution of how the game has changed, but also how broadcasting and like this radio and TV as you talked about has changed. How was it watching listening to Chick Hearn and like oh, stew all those? I mean, it, you don't get a better combo than that. People would use the analogy that he's like your grandfather or, you know, sometimes, you know, people in L.A. know sometimes you fall asleep watching a Laker game, right, or growing up. And it's almost like he's he's like a grandfather who would put people to sleep in some ways in terms of, um, you know, people going to sleep. Obviously, he had the most uh, exciting voice, but I just wanted to make that point. Imagine, you know, whose voice have most people in L.A. heard as they dozed off? 
Vin Scully? We Vin, have, we have, we've Vin been Scully so, or, or Chick we've Hearn. We've been so... Okay, now, see, yeah. this is the problem with, you know, you start speaking on radio. You start saying things and it doesn't come out right. You know, it almost sounds like I'm saying, you know, he, he puts you to sleep. But I just I was just trying to say, like, you know, people, you know, he, he was... People were listening to him all the time that, you know, any moment you can imagine, his voice was in the background. But look, I'll tell you a little bit about him. Um... I mean, he had the the game streak, you know, when he had, you know, the consecutive game streak. Yeah. I remember going to that game where he was honored. That was another game where, you know, I'd look at the calendar and I said, I have to be at that game. Um, and then, yeah, so the simulcast. And then in L.A., um, when sometimes when they would play on national television, people would put Chick on the radio and then watch the game on television just because, you know, they had to hear Chick. Um, so, yeah, Chick is legendary. I mean, it's not my place. Right. Sometimes you ask me these questions. I have to answer like this. It's not my place to say how great Chick Hearn is. Right. Just Everyone knows how great he is. So. What, about, what about Stu? I mean, he's the, oh, Stu, of Stu course. Is chicken Stew, as they call it. Yeah. yeah. We've, Stu. we've been so blessed in L.A. to have amazing yeah. play by play guys. You have, you know, Stu Bob carries on Chick's legacy. Bob Miller. Continuity. Yeah. Billy Mack, who called the 81 point game. It was meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you know who wasn't there that night. Don't. Joel Myers? Uh, you don't like that name? <laughs> Here comes Kobe. Kobe for three. <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, we've been so blessed in L.A. to have so many great play-by-play -play voices. Bob Miller, Vince Scully, Ralph. Yeah. You, you even used to tell it's me great. the... the, the Vince Scully. Some, oh, with Vince Scully, sometimes it was like the inning would end. and um, Or, you know, someone would hit a foul ball. And people would be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Can you get back to the story that you were telling? In other words, Vin would be telling yeah, the story. He used to know so much about players. And then you'd be so caught up in the story that you'd say, oh, well, you know, don't even say anything about the game. I want to hear if you finish that story. I remember you he, know, you'd say, oh, someone fouls it off. And then he gets back to the story. You used to always have jokes about even Ralph and Mike Smith. That he used to, he used to enjoy, like, the, the humor that used to go on with those two. Like, settle down, Mike Smith. Or, like, Lawler's Hey, lot. look. Since you brought that up, I was going to mention Bill Walton. But about a, as a player or as a commentator? A color commentator. Yeah, as a comp for the Clippers. Like he was very pro-Clippers. Was he more than Mike Smith? you like oh, him better than Mike Smith? No, he was... No, Bill Walton was entertaining. But, you know, one of the things, he was very pro-Clipper. Like, he, had, he was very hopeful. Like, what kind of ridiculous statements would he make? You know, just some of the jokes my friends would make, you know, in school. He would say things like, you know, Michael Oluwa Candy. Oh, my God. He would say things like, if he could develop a left-handed sky or jump hook, the Clippers will be a contender this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. You know, but he was, that's what you need. No, especially... You need, as a, you know, you yeah, need someone to, like, want to be there and want to, you know, promote it. I feel bad for Ralph Lawler for all yeah, the years. Yeah, that's what he makes him call great. Call yeah. games for that He team. deserves, you know, well, obviously he made, you know... You brought this up, but you know, sometimes you would make some comments that got him in a little hot water. Let's oh. just put it that way. Yeah. But. You gotta watch what you say sometimes. Overall, I think that's pretty good. You got anything else to end it off with? Uh, I had a great ahead? time. Uh, time flew by. You know, we had some nice scenery in the background as well. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I have to ask this. I have to end it with this. We always talk about this, and it's something big on, my, on the show. What do you think of how the game has changed? Do you particularly oh, like it? Oh, my goodness. What do you think? Is, that a, Is that a teaser? We'll talk about that in the next episode. All right.